0: We live in such a crazy time with news cycles changing every few minutes. There's like a it's like a new war every other Ooh, week. Uh, no there's a new spin on things. There's some kind of new uh, division you didn't even know that you were divided against these people. There's there's just all these agendas happen all the time, and sometimes you're you're right in the middle of it. It's hard to tell. You've got to you got to look at foreign newspapers looking at the United States. You got to look at United States newspapers going out. You've got to read the blogs, read the books from every perspective, so you're seeing every side of the Rubik's cube, so that you can actually even be equipped to have a conversation with today's True. guest to even be at the table to not look like a complete <laughs> imbecile when you're speaking with somebody that has a supercomputer for a brain. We are pumped to jump into uh, today's content. Me which is too. A- so,
1: in fact, you guys probably know who this is because look how many cards I have to take all of my notes. I'm fired up. I cannot this wait. This
0: is the show where we come to learn and take notes. We don't come with questions. We come waiting for answers like the rest <laughs> of you. So let's gather around the feet. Let's all gather around and listen to Mel K.
2: Yay!
3: been too long you have the best audience you are the best people i love your family so much i'm so excited to be here and yeah there's so much going on but i think that we should all realize uh that these globalist billionaire oligarchy the great resetters, i call them they have never been so close and i believe they have never been so far from their goals and uh, and that's a good thing we, uh, we are really making some uh, a big difference your yeah. show is doing amazing i'm really really honored to be here and all of the brave truth tellers all over the world are aligning to uh, make sure that our, our world and our our future remains intact as intended by God. So, well, they-
0: one thing yeah, that, that it helps people to, well to take said. that ground, not only take the ground, but to keep it is is the melkshow.com website. Mm-hmm. I'd like to draw people's attention to that because it is an incredible resource. It's not just some landing page. You go there to find out how to send her fan mail or something like that. Uh, it is an incredible resource. Uh, two things you can do there. One, you register for the newsletter. Definitely so, do
1: that. We get it weekly, and it is such great information. It, it
0: bypasses uh, all the, the the deep state kinks in y- the yes. host. You for sure get direct access to whatever's happening. And, and typically, whatever's happening, she probably was talking about it uh, three months ago. So so that's kind of the, the flow of it. So when it does happen, she just kind of reminds you that she already Called her shot. So you go there, get the newsletter. It's it's completely free, and it, it's it's an ongoing thing that's just going to kind of drip into you with necessary information. But number two, section called the resources section. Mm-hmm. The reason they come up with that name is because it's full of resources. Yes, and uh, uh,
1: she keeps all our receipts. documents,
0: the receipts. It's like mm-hmm. she doesn't say like I think this maybe I don't know. She's like, well, this is what it says on WhiteHouse.gov's website, so I think that's <laughs> kind of what they, they they they're not lying to you. They're telling you this, and here's how you find it. And so it's all right there. And so unless you want to spend ten hours a day for the next 10 years uh, to figure all this out yourself you can do that or you just go to melkshow.com, go to the resources section and literally everything you need is lined out there for you it is truly um i mean i, I think when the when the when the books are written of this Era, mm-hmm. you're going to be uh, truly a, a hero, you know, a, like a refounding mother mm-hmm. because of what you've done to kind of steady the ship, stay focused on True North, not get lost in the sauce. Yep. Any circular firing squads and, and distractions, you just like stay the course and do the right thing every day. Every resource we show on on this show, the images, the screenshots, a lot of these are just captions of newspapers. Uh, we to don't help get
1: you wake people up
0: that you can go to then and do more research on mm-hmm. your own. But we give those all to you for free, and it kind of is a launching pad. We don't need even get into all of them that we have in the deck every time so if you send us a text at 40509 the word Mel M-E-L 40509 the word Mel that'll come as Dropbox link right to you and it this goes back a bunch of shows I think 2500 yeah. images oh. um, and, and, and it's probably a good thing to go back to the beginning and like oh I remember I, that I didn't even know who Epstein was yeah. I didn't da right. da da you know oh, um, right
3: we did good shows on that I no forgot kidding. it's so long. And I want to remind people that if you go and you do that and you text there, I um, it's the links would fill it up too much. But I take screenshots of every article I read and then that I talk about. So you can just look at the title and you can put that in your in your bar. A lot of things are 404 now, as we know, they're scraping the Internet from truth. But a lot of that stuff you can just find if you put you won't find it if you Google the topic. But right. if you Google that, the headline of the story, you probably will. So uh, that's a great resource that you guys created. I really appreciate that. And and you can find things not just on this show, all the way back. We've done everything. And we've done the, the military industrial complex, pharmaceuticals. We've done the entire way before the Twitter files. You guys and I were breaking who these people were, who's funding yep. them. Really puts it all together. So uh, that is awesome. I'm so glad you guys do that for your audience. We're ready that for is. you to. Uh, we to, are ready to learn. Mel, to
0: hype up that that supercomputer sitting on top of your shoulders and start start downloading. This will be a little bit of State of the Union where we are, where we're headed in the next year, and the biggest news topics uh, that maybe kind of fall in the cracks because mm-hmm. sometimes the main thing, you know it seems like a small thing in the in the current moment mm-hmm. and you don't realize it because they're keeping you distracted with something else and so we got some yeah. big things to hit today
3: yeah, well, I mean, first and foremost, we have to acknowledge that Henry Kissinger has died at 100 years old. Um, for those people that grew up as I did, constantly being told that Henry Kissinger was this amazing hero and he had done so much for this world and and he was this great peacekeeper uh, through my work over the last uh, six, seven years, but certainly the last three or four. Uh, I talk often about Henry Kissinger and I do not feel that way about his legacy. I, I feel that, uh, he, along with David Rockefeller, who basically was, uh, you know, the funder of everything, um, including the UN, the, uh, uh, Council of Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, uh, a lot of big pharma, big tech, uh, big oil, obviously, um, a lot of different uh, groups that are aligned. Uh, David Rockefeller called himself a great globalist and internationalist. He believed in a one world government. He was out there constantly. He said, actually, the exact quote was that he a banking elitist class is far more preferable than the auto determination of the people uh, of the United States and uh, and went on and on. And his two, uh, you know, lieutenants basically right under him with all of the creation, including also the Club of Rome, which is the whole climate uh, change ma- manipulation into the one world, uh, uh, everything else, uh, Were Zig Brzezinski, who died a while ago, daughter is Mika, son is the Polish ambassador, other son is at the Atlantic Council, and Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger, um, also for people that do not know, he conceived and created the World Economic Forum. Uh, that is something a lot of people do not know him and one other guy, they recruited Klaus Schwab, um, the son of obviously a, a very wealthy Nazi, uh, to when he was at Harvard to go back and, uh, put a, uh, and create a European union type, uh, situation over there, kind of like the council of foreign relations or the trilateral or one of these groups that really influence policy in, uh, in Europe. But really, it was again the, the Kissinger. It's the, what I call them is the globalist billionaire oligarchy, and then their partners, are, in my in my speak, are the uh, international banking cartel. So these people that are at the top of this globalist um, capture, the globalist control uh, mechanism. Uh, Henry Kissinger was a huge um, proponent of all of this. On top of that, we are at a situation that we'll get to as we go through the story today where uh, the CCP is being positioned to uh, basically replace um, the United States, but also the, on, on many different levels. There's a, a struggle right now for a multipolar world versus a unipolar world. One would call it the one world government. Who's going to run the one world government? They're not all separate, but mm-hmm. uh, China is certainly being positioned. Well, China is being positioned that way because very much so because of Henry Kissinger's relationship with Mao, Uh, Mao being the dictator that killed 100 million people to install communism and the CCP uh, was a friend uh, of Henry Kissinger. And Henry Kissinger went uh, over there and opened up not only inviting uh, the CCP into the United Nations, uh, which being a communist country, there is nothing at the United Nations that the CCP is doing for the good of the planet. The CCP is doing everything for the good of the CCP. Um, But Mm. then they were entered into there. He also was instrumental in um, the CCP joining the World Bank and and the World Trade Organization and opening it up. Uh, He also was behind us going off the gold standard uh, under um, uh, Nixon, whom he worked for. Um, so that is also a big deal. Uh, in the seventies were a very big time for Henry Kissinger and they were a big time for our country to shift to the globalist model that I believe we are at the precipice of, um, of choosing one way or another. And we have to remember that right now, uh, going up to 2024, I, I would like, at least what I say is forget left or right, forget Republican Democrat, forget whatever division you think you're in. The true uh, nature of what we are seeing uh, coming into 2024, and we'll get more into it, is do you believe that the United States of America should remain a sovereign nation governed by the people for the people of this nation? With our borders, language, culture uh, respected, our industry, our manufacturing, our supply chain and everything brought back in, our self-sufficient in oil and gas, our closed borders, our strong military Or do you believe, and and this is why, and and I'll get into why I think we have to really ask the choice, Um, or do you believe that we should join a global governance uh, 10 um, ward kind of top down totalitarian technocracy, digital track and trace surveillance system, very much like the one in China? And there's a reason that I say that because- as we go through what we're talking about today, you will see that a lot of these players that have been inspired by Kissinger, honestly, uh, over time towards a one world government, uh, which was always the goal, is they have uh, a, an idea that having global communism is the answer for humanity. Uh, and that that no freedom anymore should be allowed that human behavior because as uh, Henry Kissinger is very famous for a few different quotes that they've heard, tried to say aren't true but they are true and he, he said in the past that uh, he, he, he who controls the food controls the people he who controls the oil controls the world you know he said other things along those lines he's also said that yeah. Mao and um, the CCP's uh, structure of running their society is the most efficient. Uh, also David Rockefeller has a whole quote where he talks about what Mao did with the cultural revolution is, is nothing short of miraculous, regardless of how many people died, you know? So what they talk about a lot is full control of the populace. He is also very famous for calling uh, the masses useless eaters and, and many other things along the way. So I, I see all these people, that claim to be fighting the great resetters that are calling out Agenda 2030 and the 17 sustainable development goals for what they are, which is sustainable for the globalist billionaire class and only for them um out today saying uh Kissinger was my friend, he was this great guy, he was this and that. Well, I would like people to actually look into what, what Kissinger really did and said and how he manipulated a lot of the world in order to uh control humanity, the masses, for the good of the globalist billionaire oligarchy yeah. elite.
0: Well, Mel, and, um, when, you, when you when you when you connect him to the World Economic Forum, and obviously that's like his his child, that's like his son, you know, yeah. almost that that organization, and then you look at everybody that comes from it. So that 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 set of dominoes leads to Klaus Schwab bragging at the Kennedy Center that you know not only is Prime Minister Trudeau in Canada uh, right. part of that, but his entire his, they're not they're not proud that they have a guy that became the president or the prime minister of a nation. It's his whole cabinet, mm-hmm. you know, right. is, is, are all are all graduates of our leadership development program and so then when you hear trudeau talk about how much he admires communist china for how efficient it is for how well and then every policy that he's implemented from silencing the truckers draining their bank accounts like is is all in fashion to that so these people when you hear them praise somebody over and over and over if i were to list if we're sitting around talking i'm like you know who i like reading who i like really study i mean i I admire a lot, you know, and I started listing like serial killers.
1: Ooh, you'd, be, you'd like, be very concerned. You'd be
0: like, that's kind of an odd thing. And then later yeah. on, later on, you come to find out I was actually a serial killer. You're like, oh, I never saw that coming. No. How could you not see right. it coming? Every time we had dinner, he all he talked about was all these serial killers <laughs> yeah. that he thought were, were great people. Um, that's that's yeah. what these guys are like. When they talk about a guy like Mao who kills 60 million of his own people in order yeah. to have an authoritarian thumb on their throats, it's, it's like, oh, I... That's mm-hmm. kind of who these people like really admire,
1: and they associate yeah. with,
0: and who they who they who they, as, they want their leadership mm-hmm. to be modeled after to the to the degree. Now we have a lot more restrictions in in the West here, Um, but that doesn't seem to slow down Biden. It doesn't seem to slow down Trudeau. It doesn't seem to slow down whoever the the puppet masters mm-hmm. are behind these figureheads. So like these guys really are aligned. Going back to the World Economic Forum, going back to Kissinger, they they didn't work with these people. In in spite of those shortcomings, Mm. it was because of those shortcomings Mm -hmm. that they were drawn to him.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, this is about power and control. Again, a lot of these people that we're talking about, they are born into this. They are either, or groomed into this by these elite schools, both in the UK and here, uh, from uh, boarding schools all the way. We know many of the names of them, and then they go into the poison Ivy league or into Oxford or, you know, all of this stuff has been, has been exposed. Um, you know, they're aligned with the technocrats, and other people that praise China's model of, of running their society are Bill Gates, uh, Larry Fink. Obviously, he's on the board of the World Economic Forum and we'll get into the, the Chinese, uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand that the the United Nations, most of the main agencies, we did a show on it, I think a couple years ago, most of the main agencies at the United Nations are run by members of the CCP. It's also very similar over there at the World Economic Forum. So a lot of people don't realize that. And then you have um, Gates and Fink and Eric Schmidt and and then uh, even the Clintons and other people saying how how efficient and what a good job China does in in running their society. They are a communist socialist uh, tech, uh, totalitarian society. Mm-hmm. There is no freedom. So so when you look at that, and then you see Klaus Schwab saying there is going to be a new world order, and it's going to be run by China. Which um, you know he actually said on stage uh, at the World Economic Forum not that long ago. Um, he says, um, "I'll just remind you because this is, is Kissinger and him." But uh, not too long ago, Klaus Schwab said uh, that we're going to have to get used to the idea that China uh, will be replacing America as the uh, first, as the basically the global leader. Uh, by 2030. Again, this is all about to me um, agenda 2030. And uh, Klaus Schwab's uh, praising there. It's the fifth year and of the 900 billion dollar Belt and Road, Road initiative spreading to 65 countries. Uh, the Belt and Road initiative is the CCP's um, worldwide domination plan that they've been executing since, as we since 2000 have been militarily. I think a terrible move by our military industrial complex and the uh, NATO alliance. Uh, militarily trying to uh, get the world under our control. The Chinese, who've who've been around for thousands of years, not a couple hundred years, uh, took a different path. They took the Belt and Road Initiative, and they went around the world and strategically built uh, ports and railroads and, 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 and helped people develop mines. We're talking all over Africa, all over South America, all over the Caribbean, all over the Middle mm. East, all over. So a lot of what's going on on the world map right now has to do with China's Belt and Road Initiative and, and all these lines, but also the Belt and Road Initiative is also, people don't realize, is their military plan. If they're if they are controlling, don't forget, Joe Biden handed them Afghanistan and Bagram. Mm-hmm. So that was another big piece. I believe what's going on in Israel right now is also connected in some ways to the Belt and Road Initiative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and it's really about if you can, if you control the entire supply chain of the whole world, well, that's also how you control the movement of weapons. That's mm-hmm. how you control the movement of people. That's how you stop the movement of food. That's how you and and they have systematically been building this and um and Klaus Schwab and his friends over there they they tout it and they say over and over that they have a whole section on um, the World Economic website about five facts you need to understand about the new global order. If people go look that up, um, they're going to see that they are basically saying that China is a better functioning society for the model of how to uh, deal with humans through the 17 sustainable development goals. So you know we have to realize that and and one thing I did want to get into to just kind of show how fast they're going. So I think last time I was here I talked about the meeting in September in at the for the United Nations. Uh, it was in uh, it was a halfway celebration for the agenda 2030. Uh, 17 sustainable development goals. You know, I call them the totalitarian, uh, technocratic, uh, digital track and trace surveillance gulag for all, uh, all humanity. We need an acronym uh, but, for that now. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the truth of the matter is that, so they have this event, um, in, uh, New York city. They have a whole New York city, by the way, where we had to flee is like a carcass, of the once great city it was but enrolls the un the world economic forum the imf and who they do they pull on stage at this big event in september they're halfway to the 2030 the clinton global initiative is now back on stage and we have podesta who's running our green new deal to the tune of billions and billions of dollars that he's doling out to his friends all over the world somehow uh as the as the infrastructure deal uh you know, main, um, financier for the world under Joe Biden. Also, he's very into these green banks, this green stuff. But on top of that, the Clinton foundation resurfaces, uh, to be, uh, included in rebuilding Ukraine, which we know that they are now estimating the rebuild of a nation that was broke before, uh, the Ukraine, ex- uh, operation began will be costing $600 billion. They announced wow. at this event, uh and that seems very strange and they announced that the Clinton Global Initiative is their partner along with partners of what the global public private partnership of the world economic forum Blackrock uh Chase and um the CCP will be rebuilding to the tune of this amount of money so uh we had that situation happen and then um right at uh, in tandem with that in September I want to remind people that We never voted to join the global governance plan of Agenda 2030, but Barack Obama, when he was in office and we were distracted by other things in 2015, signed on to Agenda 2030, the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, not only to be one of the main financiers, but to join the project, which would lead to global governance. If you go look up uh, agenda 2030 and global governance on any of the websites of the globalist, uh, octopus of global control that we need to dismantle right now. And you put in global governance and that would include any of their connected groups, which would be the world economic forum, the world health organization, the, uh, IMF, the world bank, BIS, IPCC, UNESCO, any of these groups, including NATO, including, um, the Vatican at this point has an agenda 2030. They're all together in this concept of a one world top-down totalitarian globalist billionaire oligarchy running everything else because, you know, climate change and pandemics also included in their thing is the World Health Organization uh, and a a bunch of other groups. But uh, Obama signed us up for that and committed to it. Now people say there's no enforcement. Well, there is enforcement. You just don't know about it. The Hmm. enforcement is because the Global Public-Private Partnership, which Kofi Annan back under when Bill Clinton was around uh, in 1998, talked about a quiet revolution in the United Nations. Um, And what he was talking about was that the United Nations was teaming up with the Global Public-Private Partnership stakeholders of the World Economic Forum. And what does that mean? That means something we've talked about on the show for a long time. Larry Fink, you know, put it out there to everyone when he was demanding everyone follow the ESG score, track and trace. You know, he's one of the architects. He's not only that the head of BlackRock and uh, also, uh, you know, BlackRock is really invested in Chinese Communist Party's main uh, oil and gas, uh, you know, supplier uh, owned by the CCP. And he's also on the board of the World Economic Forum. He's on the board of the Council of Foreign Relations. But he announced shortly before the pandemic kicked off uh, to all the bankers in the world that they would be going direct to the people. And what is going direct to the people mean? It means skipping the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the government of the United States, the separation of powers and, and all of our government and using the corporations and the banks to manipulate the behavior of the populace uh, without having to go through that pesky thing called the government. Wow. And um, they, they sit well above the government at this point um and they called it going direct and people can look up that speech of uh Larry Larry um made, i believe that this was about 3 or 4 months before they un- unleashed the pandemic and uh and check out what he's saying right there because what he's saying is exactly what happened so um so obama signs on in 2015 i firmly believe if you look into this stuff and dig into it Um, there's great, uh, information on, um, Corey's digs website. That's Corey Lynn on, um, Whitney Webb's website. Uh, Ian Davis. There's a lot of people, Alex Newman, you guys know Alex Newman. Well, um, there's a lot of people who have put out a lot of information. Um, uh, there was a, 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 uh, Dr. Corey, before she passed away, unfortunately, trying to warn people, this Agenda 2030 is global communism. Uh, it is about a a, a a slavery model for humanity. And now they have the technocracy part, which was the track and trace surveillance with all the satellites already set up in one of the executive orders that, that um, many of the executive, every executive order, in my opinion, that Joe Biden has put out is aligned with Agenda 2030 and the 17 development goals. Frankly, I believe everything since uh, Barack Obama signed on in 2015 that has happened has been towards us joining the Our Common Agenda, Agenda 2030, One World Global Governance Model. Um, Donald Trump came in, and if you notice, what was he doing? He was dismantling that globalist control Mm -hmm. model. And, And a lot of people, and we still don't know fully 100% He's talking about globalism more, but he talked about it then. And, you know, even in the Council of Foreign Relations and the um, all these groups, Atlantic Council, all these globalist groups, trilateral, they really put down Donald Trump for the damage he was doing to the United Nations, to uh, he got out of UNESCO, this dangerous, they are they are running yep. the LGBTQ, sexuality, education, all of this stuff that's happening to our children is coming through UNESCO. He mm-hmm. took, took us out of that. Jill Biden uh, goes to France, they sign back on. He took us out of the World Health Organization. He was making NATO he was really making NATO pay their fair share, which he knew they never would. I believe he I believe and I hope that he does, uh, removes us from the UN uh yeah. when he gets back to office. Uh but he also uh Paris Climate Accords. He was yes. pulling out of that. That's you know, so if you look at what happened and then you if everyone recalls uh george soros larry F- all these people are getting on stage saying we're gonna remove donald trump we have to remove donald trump a year before the 2020 election there was a whole simulation it was called the transition integrity project and this mm-hmm. was funded by a lot of these globalist billionaires not just here i remember at the time there was uprisings in hong kong china was yeah. um he was they were putting the tariffs on China. So he was rebalancing to turn it back to sovereign nations. Nation states have power. Uh, he wanted all nations. First of all, MAGA was his uh, was his um, economic plan. People don't know that because they've said that he's all racist and these MAGA extremists. Well, if Ma- we are MAGA extremists. We believe in empowering each yeah. nation sovereignty and having them have their own make yeah. that nation great again. And
0: not that make it kind of easy when you talk about endorsing candidates and there's all these things going on. Like I'd really have two questions for any candidate, you know, number one, do you believe that each nation should operate first and foremost in its own best interests? Mm-hmm. And then number two, will you personally denounce the World Economic Forum? It'd be a real short debate. Mm-hmm. If I was running the yeah. debates, if I was running these things, I can you ask these questions? Would you would you stand on this stage and denounce the World Economic Forum and and any allegiance to it? And if you're any connection, it'd be well below all of America First uh, uh priorities. And, mm-hmm. and I think, man, you'd have problems in the city councils. You'd have problems of the you know state yeah, reps have- and all the way up to the top um, where Joe Biden is the hardest working contributor ever of the world economic forum, praised by Klaus Schwab. So like, right. you know, this, this swing. And I, I, I don't remember what year it was when, when Trump was there in his speech, it was like, it was like walking into a biker gang and giving them all the finger and saying, you know, uh, motorcycles are for babies <laughs> or something, you know, it's like, right. like, yeah. like it was just it like, totally gave them all the finger and it's kind of a cool kind of cool thing. So there's this, this juxtaposition of, of, are you for, you know, I love my wife and kids. I lock the door and I go to bed at night. The things that I would do for my family. Are you at least that committed to, to the country? Or are you just kind of out for yourself and joining into the, to the, the glo- look at that picture.
1: Oh my God. Look at that
0: picture. What a stud. What a freaking yeah. yeah. It
1: like, Looks like a turtle. Well, he's it does look yeah. like a turtle.
0: It's not an impersonation. <laughs> if you've seen yeah, old yeah. pictures of him, even when he was young, he looked like this. It's like the the Doctor Evil movie. Like yeah. you go back in time, he looks the same. Yeah, you know they they go all the way it back to the, the sixties. He's better. the same.
3: I know better. Kissinger too. I feel like look like that Rothschild looks like that too. Yeah. They all look like what like you would cast them as it's totally amazing. And, sure. uh, and you're absolutely right. And I, I, this is what I don't understand. And I'm so grateful for your show and a handful of other shows. Obviously clay does a lot of the same stuff too. Uh, other people do Alex Newman, like I said, but I have to tell you, it is kind of disturbing that nobody's asking about this. Um, on any level. And I don't really see people sounding the alarm. There are some people, obviously Bannon and some other people keep pushing like this, this globalism, this is, this is an issue, but I do want people to know that, um, uh, that it, this is what they should be talking about because joe biden is fully committed to the global governance and it's not biden it's obama and right it's, it's the entire obama staff it's it's blinken it's newland it's uh sullivan it's also samantha power who's running our slush fund known as us aid right now we have john Kerry, one of the globalist billionaire oligarchs um this week with bloomberg another one globalist uh, at this COP28 this week, that is one of these ways that they run the global government right now. The global government is run through things called conference of um, of parties. They're COP conferences, they're called, uh-huh. and they're all around and they align. And, you know, if you go on the Council of Foreign Relations and you put in, um, you know, these global conference, a, they, they have a section that's like global conferences you should know about. So we know about Davos. We know about the COP conferences mm-hmm. every year. We know about some of these other conferences that they have all around the place. They have the uh, 30 and 30 conference. Then then they have all the smaller conferences that they have. And they have the summer Davos. And they're all right now as we speak uh, at COP28 recommitting to Agenda 2030 um, at this moment. And if you follow these COP conferences, they started under Clinton um, you're going to see that it's always the same people. And it's the same people that go to Davos, the same people that go to the UN, the same people that go to IMF meetings. It's all the same people. This one's a little scary because there's 70,000 people showing up in oh, Dubai wow. of all places. And, and don't mm-hmm. forget, Dubai, the guy that's running it is one of the biggest oil, uh, oil barons in the world, by the way, in Dubai. Uh, but they're there to talk about climate change and um, obviously... Uh, On the front lines there that they're going to be talking about, Bloomberg is is especially behind this, um, is what they have been doing at COP conferences for years, because a a lot of people, including myself, believe that um, the climate emergency, climate change. Now, not to say that we don't have a lot of problems with our with pollution, our climate. Most of it is from them. The yeah. same people that want us to transfer, you know, John Kerry's pushing a 15% worldwide uh, climate tax on all nations. That would be us. A- have uh, you
0: noticed yeah. on airlines, We whenever we go by airlines, I didn't notice this in the past, but like now right beside each, like when you put in like United flight from Kansas City to Miami or something, all of the options, it says the CO2 uh, emission for that flight. Right. By each one. Right. I'm like, like it's, it's like they're putting a currency there because mm-hmm. eventually I'm going to have a limit probably on what I can do. Like, or like, or yeah. like, Hey, you, you've, you've so already, why
1: else would they have it? you've
0: already got this. Why would they be tracking mm-hmm. something? They're not going to be using what as about an enforcement these private mechanism.
3: Planes? Right. Right. The, the, all of this. these people it, all coming on. Yeah. I mean, it's all cause it's all hip cause it's all a lie. That's why this is all to transfer your money. This goes all the way back to the Kyoto, uh, thing with, um, with, with, uh, Clinton and Al Gore. Al Gore has become a multi—you know—I'm sure he's a billionaire uh, through all of this. And and carbon transfer, carbon capture—you know—John Joe uh, John Podesta is back there. I mean, he was Bill Clinton's two—he two, uh, was the Secretary of State. He ran the entire crooked Russia Gate with uh, and Seth Rich, all this stuff with Hillary Clinton's campaign. Uh, the Center for American Progress, one of the most dangerous, in my opinion, uh, NGOs next to o- Open Society. He is running the entire financial side of the infrastructure deal, giving out contracts all over the world for Green New Deal stuff. The people that are creating the problems in the biosphere, the atmosphere, the uh, pollution, all of this are the same people that we're transferring all of our wealth to, centralized wealth, to then at these cop conferences, uh, then come forward and fix the environment. They create the problem as they did with the COVID and the pandemic, then they come when, in. When and is
0: when they- is this next one coming up?
3: It's right now. Right the, now, the as we speak, COP twenty eight.
0: Right yeah. as we speak, what right? mm-hmm. they're probably getting yeah. ready for January first with the the shift in currency
3: with BRIC. Right, and and Saudi Arabia, as you're talking about huge. joining the brics nations, it is huge, and and this is what they're they're talking about there too. It is uh the people representing us there are Janet Yellen. Uh, John Kerry and Michael Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg, very, very involved in the green agenda, very involved in the climate change, has uh, a whole program with mayors all over this country, which is why I say look for the sustainable development goals, anything connected to surveillance, track and trace, sustainability, anything connected to the World Economic Forum locally. They got they went local first, folks. That's what a lot of people don't know. And what they're dealing with there is this uh, Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero. So they're they're re um, it's like Mark Carney, a bunch of other people, a lot of CEOs are there. And what they're doing is they're reiterating that they would like to have a uh, net zero asset initiative. So everything that's going on with these climate emergencies, climate meetings, climate is always about money. It is about a transfer of wealth. It is about worldwide communism, in my opinion. So what they're doing there is they're having Net Zero Asset Managers in this Initiative, Net Zero Asset Owner Alliance, Net Zero Banking Alliance, uh, and, and then all these different alliances, all the CEOs, BlackRock, Bank of America, Citi, um, HSBC, the David Rockefeller Fund, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And what they're talking about, yet again, is a natural asset corporation, a uh, class controlled by them, these people with the with the World Bank and the IMF, obviously being the financial you know, hub, and then uh, the World Economic Forum, IPCC, and these guys being the, the overseers, the global billionaire oligarchy again, global public-private partner stakeholders. And they're talking about turning all resources and natural, um, this would be everything natural, land, water, air, animals, people, us- uh, space, uh, everything, every kind of resource, every natural resource into this one natural asset class that would function kind of like wall street uh, where these people would control it and dole it out mm. um, to, to the people, to the nations. And guess how they would do that? Ensuring inclusive equity and, oh, uh, and diversity. So this is one of That's the 17 good. sustainable development goals, and what's scary about what they're doing there, which is this, is also that not only BlackRock but China, the CCP, is very involved in this. The CCP is is opening more coal plants than ever. They're they're not playing along with what they're saying. There was a big. Uh, People were very upset about who was uh, running this in Dubai because the United Arab Emirates, uh, you know, their, their oil and gas, that's their that's their bread and butter over there. Sultan Al-Jabbar, COP28 president. Um, he's also uh, owns the biggest renewal, the biggest energy company in the United Arab Emirates. You know, we all know about the private planes and John Kerry and all of that. But, you know, the head of the UN's there, obviously, um, and all of these bankers and billionaires, the World Bank president, um, like I said, Kerry and and Yellen and all them, uh, the head, the prime minister from the UK. So they're all there doing that. So this is all about, look, climate reparations, international climate reparations. So when people say to you, like somebody said to me last week, I sent out, I was putting something about my book out there and somebody said, that's not true. There is no global uh, billionaire oligarchy running everything. I said, were you aware during COVID that every country walked in lockstep and everyone was talking about build back better and the great reset? Well, this is something else that they're talking about now, which is on the screen right now, which is why we all have to make sure... Uh, that we get involved right now there is a bill in the Senate I think it's one four five eight uh look it up it's uh just it's a no bill on the World Health Organization um, pandemic treaty and the amendments that are out there because right now another thing going on at this cop conference is connecting the World Health Organization with climate. So like you see on the screen right now right now they're talking about that they need urgent action on the climate emergency because it's impacting people's health. So um again another octopus of the global control tentacle World Health Organization has now teamed up with the IPCC and the COP 28 people to say that there is no difference between climate emergency and pandemic treat the pandemic um national, uh, international pandemic treaty. So what they also did was during this last meeting, which they're now at the COP conference talking about ways to incorporate it, um, the world health organization made sure that they changed the definition of pandemic to include climate emergency, climate change, sustainability. And they also included, uh, systematic racism and gun violence and, and think about what's happening in America while they're pulling all this stuff off, so now there's so that really executive
1: no order, Mel, that um, Biden signed that allows the WHO to come in, all of those things could be a reason for them to come in and take over,
3: take over the whole world. Yes, all of them, and and if you watch, that's what that's what they're walking towards. So, and again, I just want to reiterate that um, Joe Biden um, had this big event at the White House while they were doing the UN event a- in New York in September, where the U.S recommitted to the full implementation of agenda 2030 and the SDG goals home and abroad. Um, and they also, this includes over 43 billion to help end poverty, 20 billion to drive inclusive economic growth and decent work. That's SDG eight, uh, 16 billion to promote peace, justice, and good governance. Um, and, uh, 42 billion more, uh, on top of that for other SDG goals, they also go through all the things that they're talking about doing the Biden regime. That is because the Biden regime is signing on uh, from the summit of the futures, the UNR common agenda. Uh, if you look up the UNR common agenda and read through it, and then you look at all the, the connected websites, what I have to say about all of this is who is this money going to? Yeah. And where does it come from? Yeah. Where does this money right. come from? And who well it comes from our us. Yeah, yeah. it's rhetorical. <laughs> but- yeah. Who is controlling it? So, so what they're saying is with the 17 goals, they're gonna end poverty, they're gonna have everyone's gonna have a digital ID, everyone's gonna have there's gonna be no more food uh, shortages, there's gonna be all of this. Who is running that? Mm-hmm. If there's not a world government who is, who is, who is running this? And like I told you, we did a show earlier on the digital ID track and trace surveillance. What's on the screen right now is right from the World Economic Forum's website. So anyone that tells you that there is no global governance plan, you just go to the, go to the, text the, the number and go take mm-hmm. just this one slide, put it on your phone and say, then, t- then explain this to me. Because that is the global governance that is on the screen right now that is Agenda 2030. And Joe Biden is fully wow. committed, put out a document. It's called the fact sheet on U.S. action on global development from um, it came out. It was announced by the White House, by Joe Biden's team and Blinken and all of them, uh, obviously Obama, on um, uh, the 9th of uh, the 20th of September, 2023, on the White House website. And one thing that I want to talk about, too, is that what they are saying Is And and a lot of people, you guys have done great work on the central bank digital currency. I believe that every executive order that Joe Biden has put out since he's been in office aligns with Agenda 2030. Mm. And it's got nothing to do with our country. It has to do with aligning with the global governance, which they plan 10 wards. That came from Kissinger, by the way, because it's easier to control in 10 wards, which I believe goes along with um, the ignored but real uh, North American treaty that would eliminate the borders of Mexico and Canada that they also signed, um, the North American treaty. Um, and so here we are talking about the end. And like you said, David, the most important question for anyone running for office is, do you believe that America's sovereignty, our national auto determination, our constitution, our bill of rights, and our, um, and the sovereignty of all nations should be respected first and foremost, and every nation should put their people first, Mm -hmm. or are every nation supposed to be global citizens uh, on a global trajectory? Because on this same document, it's uh, the, the Joe Biden document. He talks about inclusive economic growth and infrastructure investment. And we've talked on this show before about one of the executive orders about ledger technology and, um, and, and all of this technology. And what I told everyone was, I thought the scarier thing on the IRS executive order and the central bank digital currency order was the mechanism, not just that, or, or allows them to track and trace and surveil and social credit score and ESG score, which is on there, but it's really who is controlling this. And, and in this stuff, you you'll see it's the world bank and the IMF and the bank of international settlements that really would be running. So mm. all the money they want to transfer, the tr- $14 trillion, they're saying that the climate COP conference is estimating we need to save the climate, needs to be transferred to the World Bank and to the IMF and, and to the very opaque. Nobody can dis- can explain what the BIS is, which is the top of the heap here. But so last week we have um, on top of this, so they're talking a lot about this this inclusive capitalism. So who comes on stage last week? Barack Obama at the three who signed on to Agenda 2030, the the original communist globalist uh, pusher of them all. He comes on stage uh, at his big event, 15 years of um, of uh, the Obama Foundation, to talk to his citizen soldiers, as he calls them, his his disciples at the at the 300 million dollar. Obama Foundation shrine up there in Chicago. And he tells them capitalism is over. It doesn't work anymore. Capitalism leads to slavery and racism. We're going to try something new, inclusive capitalism. Folks, inclusive Whoa. capitalism is socialism and communism. And it goes along with the 17 development goals of no poverty, you know, no want, no nothing. Why? Because the government, this one world government, is going to be doling that out. So who goes on stage to announce this? Linda Rothschild is running (laughs) the capitalism program to make sure that there's equity, inclusion, and diversity in the financial markets. Linda Rothschild is running this, and Obama's announcing it, and Joe Biden committed to it on the website, on his own page, and he, they are unblocking more than $25 billion in new World Bank group concessional financing, says President Biden, um, and that they the G20 leaders support to boost the World's Bank concessional lending capacity for global challenges and for crisis response to the poorest countries. They're not going to be making some countries rich and other countries poor. They're going to be making all countries equal. It's called well- equity. Yeah. And, and if
0: somebody's living right now and, and they're on like government assistance and barely getting by, they're in, in, in some kind of housing provided by the government and they're like, I'm tired of the rich being out there. I need, I, I like this kind of a plan because I'll, I, I won't be poor anymore. I, the idea of um, I won't, I won't have need to want anything. It's not that they're going to solve your problem. They're just going to bring everybody to that same level. Where you're like, right. oh, okay. Well, how's I've,
1: the government program work for you so far?
0: I've got just enough <laughs> things to stay alive, and nothing more. Yeah, there is no goal of next year being better than this year because I'm gonna yeah. learn a new skill mm-hmm. and rise up the ladder. There will be no more ladder. There'll be yeah. just getting by. It's it, it, right. it's it. Anytime you redistribute wealth around the world, foreign aid, uh, uh. Uh, Ron Paul famously said, "He goes, he goes, he goes. Foreign aid is basically taking money from poor people in a rich company in in a rich country to give it to rich people in a poor country. Mm. And it, yeah. and that's all we're going to do is redistribute, and everybody will be living in the projects. Everybody will be on government assistance. Everybody will get just enough to stay alive. Mm. That's it. And there's no dream right. of next year. What does a world without goals and hope look like?" Well That's we where the we, people we perish. we've seen this around the mm-hmm. world already it's not a new experiment it's just an expansion of what's proven to not work.
3: Right it's exactly that and that is right. why They keep saying very loudly, especially out of the World Economic Forum. And don't forget, like I said, at the top of most U.N., people should look this up. Look at who's running most of the U.N. important divisions when it comes to anything from telecom to aerospace to weapons to uh, food programs, whatever. There's a whole lot of CCP running the U.N. There's a whole lot of CCP involved in all of this. And why is that? I don't know it's, if it's because they want to place G at the top of the model, even though whatever happened in San Francisco with him and Gavin, and then he coming here, and then Joe Biden and all of that. But I will tell you that they want to take the track and trace surveillance, social credit score model of a digital slavery gulag of the people that we've done on this show many times, digital ID, digital wallet, tracking your vaccines, your health, your carbon usage through climate trace that they're talking about, the COP28 this week as well um, to fully enslave humanity, whoever's left. Okay. Cause we still have to take into account. We've had no, um, we've had no accountability and no prosecution and no transparency or truth about the pandemic yet either. Um, and I also want to mention on Joe Biden's own, uh, documents, uh, as, as per agenda 2030, they're going to mobilize Joe Biden says a $600 billion by 2027 through a partnership for global infrastructure and investment. Uh, to help close the infrastructure gap in low and middle income countries. Like you're saying, David, this is the end of purpose, yeah. ingenuity, creativity. No small businesses because all of this is about socialism. Yeah, that's what and, COVID and, destroyed.
0: Uh, COVID destroyed the middle class and small yep. business owners.
3: By design, by design. And then, and then they keep doing it. So then they keep having, so these are all global things, global delivered debt free infrastructure investments. Debt free, that's because they own them. Global health and, and health security. This is also in there, and this goes along with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Public-Private Partnership, the the Rockefeller Institute, Global Health Worker Initiative, Global Health Security System, the Pandemic Fund, Resilient Sustainable Food System, Food Security, food Feed the Future, the U.S. Government Flagship Global Food Security Program. So people should go look at this, Clean Climate Resilience. So President's Emergency Plan for Adaptation and Resilience, Um, Also, Joe Biden. So Joe Biden has put together something on the White House website that we have a link to that every single person should read if they do not believe that everything that Joe Biden is doing. And if he does or Michelle or Newsom, whoever is the globalist billionaire oligarch plant for 2024. Global governance is set up already by the Biden regime. So what's this right wing
0: extremist uh, tinfoil hat website you're showing here? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> I know. Exactly. Exactly. And go through it. It's all, look, President Biden, G20 leaders committed to pursue uh, efforts to triple global renewable energy capacity by 2030. Power Africa initiative, CO2 initiative, all talking about USAID funding it. There's a whole education, global partnership for education, global education partnership, refunding UNESCO, global equality and women's movement. That now includes gender equality, gender equity, global women's equity, gender equity worldwide. These are all, these, every single thing on this document are the 17 sustainable development goals of the world economic forum and of the UN. And they are all part of our common agenda. And this is, this is where we are headed. This is what every single executive order, this is what uh, I believe Barack Obama signed us up for in um, exactly on the screen right now. You can read what they say and how nice they look and you can see them all over the world, pasted everywhere the UN World Economic Forum or any other partners uh, are. You got to dig into what it means and then ask yourself, who's enforcing this? Mm-hmm. Who's paying for this? If this is what they're saying that 190 countries are following, uh, who is who is behind it? Who, who's running it? And, I, and that's where you 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 get stuck. If somebody doesn't want to you, use their critical thinking and they're like, these sound great. And there's 17 right. sustainable development goals for the planet and all that. You stop and say, who's running it?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Where's the money? Who's allocating the money? Who's enforcing it? Because I told you guys on a different wow. show, they're giving a lot of money for some reason to Interpol, and the UN peacekeepers who are as corrupt as they come. There's all kinds of stuff coming out about the Palestinian territory and the UN. You know, it's just, there's so much going on, but people have to understand that this is where we are and this is why we lose. So what we, what, what do we do now that we know this, that we know Mm -hmm. that, the reason that I believe and the CCP involved, but certainly the globalist billionaire oligarchy and the international banking cartel have placed Joe Joe Biden and, and this whole group in, in office to re- get back on track for the Agenda 2030 and to get back on track for global governance. And like I said, if you don't know what global governance is, please go to weforum.org put in global governance they have a whole section it'll explain it to you exactly how it works and then go to any of their sister websites and put it in go to any of these websites and put in agenda 2030 it's all the same language it it is impossible for all of these international organizations and you can add to that the rockefeller institute the open society uh bill and melinda gates foundation a bunch of uh crown and uh and and you know king charles now run organizations ngos They're all saying the same thing. It's the end of the nation state. The world can no longer survive with independent, sovereign nation states. So this is where we're headed. And it's got nothing to do with climate and it's got nothing to do with anything. It's got to do with raw power and controlling all of the money in the world the way that they see fit to keep it going for another hundred years under the guise of saving the planet. And I just wanted everyone to know that. And I want you to know that we, the, the good news is they can't do it without us. OK. And there's there's hundreds of millions of people all over the world that are onto this. And our job is to continue to push it in America yeah. and have people mm-hmm. understand 2024 is not about Trump or Biden. It is certainly not about left and right or Republican and Democrat. 2024 is about, do you believe in our sovereignty of our nation, our borders, language, culture, our constitution, our bill of rights, our right to uh, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and even more prosperity, creativity, ingenuity, reinvesting. Our oil and gas is sitting underneath us. You know, uh, we have, we could be energy inefficient, all this stuff, mm-hmm. everything that they've done since O'Biden got placed in there has been to lead us towards global governance. And if people don't understand that and don't believe that, well, you know what, do the best you can to tell them, but move on to the next guy that you can convince. Because the truth of the matter is we are at the precipice and I believe that uh, this is not what God intended and I think good people, and this is how we bring everyone together, black, white, gay, straight, whatever it is. You say to them, I don't know what your issues are, whether they are these divisive issues of guns or abortion or whatever, but I believe that we can all agree that freedom is worth Mm -hmm. uniting for. And in 2024, you are voting for freedom or you are voting for slavery, and that is the truth. And and I, if people don't want to hear that, do your own research. But we are talking about a totalitarian, technocratic, top-down, track and trace surveillance model that they do not hide, and uh, no. and it will it will be the end of sovereignty and nation states worldwide. With because uh, as and I'll just end it this way: Donald Trump has said all along they're not after me; they're after. You and I'm in the way yeah. right now. Every American citizen should stand proud to know they're not after America. They're after the world. And we, the people are in the way and and rise to that occasion and become the hero and the leader that, you know, you can be because mm-hmm. we we were told who our heroes and leaders are. We, the people right now have a chance to be them ourselves. And that is what I believe is happening. Huge. That's why
0: she is the best. That's why she has a supercomputer for a head. Yes. The that's better.
3: amazing. I
1: took eight pages. And uh, I was try- I was writing as fast as I possibly could. I- Mel K is the so best. So incredible. Again, over family, go to themelkshow.com. Make sure you register for our newsletter, check out the resources, and then to get all of these incredible graphics that you can share and help wake people up, yeah. as well as research yourself, text the phone number 40509, text the word MEL, M-E-L. Mel, thank you so much for your time. We Just really appreciate
0: it. Ama- amazing. Amazing.
3: Thank you so much, guys. And I'll see you in Tulare, California next week. Sounds so, great. Can't, can't wait. wait.
1: Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I
2: have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they and their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.
1: This is a crazy time to be alive.
0: Well, just in our lifetime, used to be where you'd hear your grandparents talk about how cheap gas was and stuff, and it was 75 years before, 50 years before.
1: And so we've seen a lot of changes since Biden took office. $700 more a month
0: than what you needed in January of 21 when he took office.
1: You might hear these kind of things and think, oh, that's overwhelming. I can't control the government. I can't control what they're doing. I can't control the spending. But we can take care of ourselves.
0: You want to make sure that you're buying bullion from somebody that you can trust and someone that does not charge you a commission when you go to sell.
1: If there's going to be a commission, have it on the front end, not the back end when it skyrockets and now you're like, oh my gosh, look at this big, huge commission I got to pay because it's on the back end before I sell it.
0: You can buy an ounce of silver for $23. So this is something everybody can get into. And if silver goes to $50, if it goes to $75, if it goes to $100, all of those profits are yours. And that's happening while...
4: When you hear that song? You know what time it is. It is time for our economic update with the Dr. Dr. Kirk yeah, doctor Kirk. Dr.
2: Doctor, well, good to have you on the show. It is good to have you. I, it's like seems like more often than not lately I'm flying solo with one of y'all at Flyover the last oh. month.
4: We are going everywhere right now. Absolutely. We're we're getting spread thin and uh, expanding out the team and uh, bringing I mean, on some new shows and all kinds all, of fun stuff. What
2: are you all doing? Why are you so busy? What I mean, obviously making waves in the conservative movement. That's awesome. But yeah. I love to hear all the stories.
4: Yeah, yeah. We're uh, expanding out Flyover. So we're bringing on new shows and uh, expanding out the territory. So trying to get the Flyover yep. message out there. 80 million people, all the stuff that mom and dad talk about all the time. So we're branched out different directions. So today... I am typically behind the camera. Right now, I am in front of the camera. and get to talk to you today. I'm so excited.
2: Well, I'm excited, too. And uh, never a dull moment, right? There, We no. always have something to talk about. Sadly,
4: I wish we didn't. I wish it would be a boring <laughs> week, but never is. Well, it just never is. Today but, was kind know, of fun, though. I woke up this morning. I was, like, looking through all their articles. I know it was going to be talking to you, so I went to, like, Zero Hedge and all the, you know, good analytic, uh, economic update, you know, type, type uh, articles. And man, just over and over and over again, it kept looking like gold, gold, gold was just going up. Talk to us about what what happened this past week.
2: Well, gold right now is all the rage, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's hit like highs, um, like all-time highs. I think interday trading, even in Europe, it hit over $2,100 an ounce, which is amazing. So we always have to ask ourselves why. You know, as an yeah. economist, I always say why. I don't never take anything at face value. Well, you look at, Fundamentally, um, inflation is is persisting. They have no clue as to what to even do. Um, mm. That they have no idea. So, so what are the gold markets doing? So the gold market to me is like the bond market. Very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, stock markets. To if I were to personify a market, the stock market's kind of stupid mm. um, in the sense of of not not people in general, but the market as a whole, you get groupthink and you'll listen to a f- 20 second soundbite on financial news. It's like, oh my word, I- I've got to buy Apple or I've yeah. got to buy Google or I've got to buy this or that. Or it's like, what, why? Kind just of like a mob mentality, said, uh, like
4: like, like uh, I picture like uh, when I was in like elementary school or whenever you watch elementary school kids play soccer, like you, you just kind of get a whole group of kids that's like kind of chase the ball, wherever the ball is. But there, there's no like strategy or, you know, like the forwards or anything you actually have in soccer strategy, just kind of everyone following the ball.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's absolutely true. And and so the stock market is very fickle like that and people will make generally life altering decisions on a soundbite mm. which is shocking to me where the bond market is completely different the bond market's more like the phd in the investing world right it's like okay. all right they they're they're a function of interest rates on on money supply on debt on the debt cycle and and you know interest rate cycles are long term cycles on average about 28 years from low to high and then from high wow. to low those those time frames take 28 years it's like well, is that true? It's like, yeah. So look at the last time when interest rates were at their peak. Okay, That was in 1983. Interest rates are 18%. Okay. So you go to 93, 03, 13, 23. That's 40 years. So about 11 months ago, interest rates hit their low. Mm. So, so 39 years when the average is a 28-year cycle. So now what are we in for? Probably multiple decades of rising interest rates. Yep. Because now, you're going to have ups and downs and ups and downs, but I think the trend is going to go up because why do politicians use interest rates, raising interest rates, to slow down inflation? And so this is where Bidenomics has it all wrong. okay, um, Literally, a dead dog wrong. <laughs> so inflation can signal a growing economy, right? It's like, oh, more people are working. The economy can sustain higher prices. So, so. That's kind of how that would work, and and later on, I want to actually not not today, but when when we uh, our next show, let's okay. talk about money supply and banking, right? But okay. but general rule of thumb, um, these markets look at more fundamentals. The bond market does, and so does gold, and so does silver. They're a function of who's buying it inventory because it's a physical thing. Mm-hmm. What are the manufacturers wanting? What's the demand? How many, how many short contracts are there out there? What is Sony, Samsung, LG, Tesla going to need to buy to manufacture electronics, right? Yeah. So you're looking at those kind of things and everything's pointing in the favor because we're in an inflationary world of higher prices, right? Yeah. So now you add what happened over the last couple of months, um, Israel Hamas conflict.
4: Yeah. You know, and then so that and you talk about that a lot uh, on our show. You say international international conflicts definitely lead to gold prices going up, gold and silver prices always, going up. Yeah. Always
2: as a flight for safety. So we act then we have to ask the question, why? Well, because it's not necessarily because there's more demand for jewelry or anything like that. It's simply a flight for safety. So in a war environment, people don't know what's going to happen to the price of oil, what's going to happen to human lives, what's going to happen to the stock market, the bond market. You know, overall, wars are very expensive and funds are misallocated.
1: Mm. Funds
2: that you would normally use as a government for infrastructure development or to grow the economy are used to fund a war. Right. Right. And that's that's not a long-term investment. That's short-term. And and any kind of economic benefit for more people working to fund the war machine Is a short-lived thing. What are you left with? Less lives, more debt, Mm. and geopolitical conflict. That's what you're left with, and that's why war is so devastatingly bad, right? So, do we typically
4: see the bond market and gold go together, or are those just the similar kind of investor that would be looking at both of those that they would they would react similarly? The
2: bond market, in the sense of a a long term treasury, okay. So the dollar. As the dollar declines, gold is gonna generally go up. As the dollar is strong, gold generally comes down, right? So so the fact that we're seeing now wars, rumors of wars, U.S. warships in the Gulf, mm. in the Persian Gulf, being attacked by Hamas. It's like, okay, this just took a big, huge escalation in yeah. the wrong direction, right? So you've got that going on and you've got a declining economy going on. And so you've got gold now hitting like all time highs. Yeah. So, so here's L- literally
4: all time highs. I mean, it hit, it hit a record ooh. this weekend and then I, I read on mm-hmm. one of the articles, it hit a record and then it, it went up again and hit another record. It just, you know, glory to glory <laughs> this weekend and hit new records. It's crazy.
2: Well, yeah. So we, we've got to look at something here because it, it's, it's up there and um, it's going to continue to go up would be my, my, Interpretation of this right. because of the fundamental forces causing it inflation and war, right? And unsustainable debt. But there's other political con- and legislative actions now that I think most people aren't going to look at this, but I'm looking at it as like, this is a big deal.
4: Mm. And
2: that is Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies as a whole. Yeah. So the SEC is now, you know, legislating, um, and or, or allowing for a Bitcoin ETF, right? And it's like, mm, interesting. So what does this have to do with gold? Absolutely nothing, right? But BlackRock is behind this, and it's going to be trillions of dollars that they're going to put into this ETF. People now are going to, this is my, my expectation of what's going to happen. People are going to okay. say, owning, owning cryptocurrencies has been hard. You have to have the stupid coin wallet, and it's, it's like not very So liquid.
4: inconvenient, yeah.
2: So inconvenient, and it's not really all that liquid. So having an ETF changes things because now you can do it on paper, right? So you're gonna have people pulling out of stocks, bonds, mutual funds, all the normal traditional market stuff, Mm -hmm. going into the cryptocurrency market, which what's that gonna do? Tank the stock market. Mm. So when the stock market tanks and you've got inflationary pressures, gold and silver are rising, people are gonna say, I knew it. I knew I should have gone into gold and silver. And now that the stock market is not behaving well, this could be the move you know, moving into 2024 during an election year that causes all of that to transpire in a good way. And I think that gold and silver's recent rise, I mean, silver's up like $2.50 over the last couple of weeks. It's insane, it's amazing. Gold is hitting all time highs. What does that tell us? To me, that tells us that Jerome Powell's comments that they've kind of got this inflationary beast under under control and tamed. not even monster gold and silver rising is actually the counter narrative to this is the death sentence to the U S dollar. When gold and silver start rising, that means the rest of the world realizes the dollar might actually be toast. Yeah. Right. So, so this is the beginning I think of what we've been talking about on the show for a couple of years, right? It's now starting to manifest itself. Come on. And I've got clients that call in all the time. It's like Kirk, you keep saying the gold and silver going to go up, and I got in at twenty five dollars. It's like I still haven't broken even because I have an eight percent cost of ownership. Right. It's like yes, things go up and they come down. They go up and come down. The trend is moving up, but we're close on silver reaching its twelve month high at like twenty six nineteen. I think is its twelve month high. Okay. Once you surpass that. There's really very few resistance points moving forward. And I know I'm talking technical stuff and I'm not a technical guy. I could care less, right? Because I'm always a fundamental because fundamentals always trump everything, right? The fundamentals of lowering taxes, lowering interest rates, job creation, cause market growth. When you have the opposite, you have market contraction. Mm. That's what we're looking at. And gold and silver will act as that safe haven.
4: And you just said gold and silver. All the articles I was reading said a lot about gold. Um, why? Why are we still investing in silver? And I know we, we're kind of running out of time here. So, it, kind of your last, you know, last word on that. Why? Why are we choosing silver? Why have we chosen silver? And what's kind of the the reason for silver in this this time? Okay. And are okay. you still kind of are you still suggesting head. silver?
2: Yes, it's going to sound like a crazy comment. I love gold. Okay. So why are you in silver? Yeah, because silver is better. I mean, you look at I look at the ratio. So over time, the ratio is 20 to 1. It takes 20 ounces of silver to buy one ounce of gold. Today, it's like 85 to 1. Okay. That's near a historical high. So when, when it comes down, when that ratio acts like a magnet and the historical averages come, they always come that way, right? We get to 60 to 1. Well, that means silver outperformed by 25%. So mm. we'll sell off some of our silver go to gold. I get you 25% more ounces of gold then, than what I could purchase today. At 40 to 1, we're 50% gold, 50% silver. We keep locking in those profits. But right now it's all pointing towards silver because of the ratio. If the ratio were 20 to 1, I'd be a hundred percent into gold. But gotcha. simply put, silver's outperforming. And it's not that I dislike gold. I love it. And if people right. are to invest in gold, you're not going to be in a bad position. You're not just, you're just not going to be in an optimal position.
4: Man. Well, I am so thankful we get to be connected to you. You got the two doctorates before your name. I'm still lacking any doctorate in front of my name, uh, but I'm glad we get to learn from you and uh, absorb all your knowledge and wisdom on this and, and get to uh, draft off of that and, and learn this this crazy economy, crazy world. Uh, guys, if you want to connect with Dr. Kirk as well and Dr. Kirk's team, go to flyovergold.com. It's a landing page that we created. Uh, Lots of great information on there. There's videos, there's articles, there's things you can read on there. Check out some of Kirk's history, his past, where he's come from, how he got to where he's at. But the key thing here is there's a form at the bottom that you fill out. Um, When you do that, somebody from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you. Uh, They'll call you up and they'll get you on the books there to talk to one of Kirk's uh, top advisors on what you should be doing specifically with your money. You can go through your situation, you can uh, lay it all out and they can help you to figure out what you should be doing, why silver, what's the ratio, and they know all this stuff, and then they can help you get out of silver, into gold, vice versa, anything else in order to be in the best position. Uh, You can also fast-track this a little bit by calling 720-605-3900, 720-605-3900. Dr. Doctor! Thank you for joining us today. Really appreciate it.
1: This is a crazy time to be alive. Well,
0: just in our lifetime, used to be where you'd hear your grandparents talk about how cheap gas was and stuff, and it was 75 years before, 50 years before.